0: Second home in Belvedere during an after party for his high school reunion. I'm here outside Xavier's Marin County compound where there is no word yet from police on whether foul play was a factor in this unthinkable. Okay, there's too many of you to take down to the station, so I'll be interviewing you all here. And I want to talk to every single one of you. Because the truth is, any one of you could be the murderer. We're all Stars of our own movie. The same thing could happen, but you see it in a different way. I want to hear your mind movie. Then you gather all that together, then you can get at the truth. To the Senior Detectives Podcast, a cozy corner to talk about mysteries of all kinds. I'm Hannah. And I'm Lauren. Today we will be covering After Party, an Apple TV series released in 2022 and created by Christopher Miller. As promote. <laughs> <laughs> um, check, Lauren already messed up. Thank you. Again, I wrote this one. I can't. Okay, but I typoed my notes, so. I confused myself. You just had to read what you saw. Yeah. You didn't have a choice. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> as promoted by their network, nothing is as it seems in this hilarious murder mystery where each suspect's story is told through a different film genre. Um, very gimmicky, but it's a cool gimmick, I think. Yeah, I agree. I really like the idea. Mm-hmm. I guess going into it, I didn't know that there were going to be different genres. I knew that each episode was going to be a different person's perspective. Mm -hmm. But they did such a good job distinguishing those perspectives and helping you like remember whose perspective was what by having it be different genres of film and stuff. Yes. I think the added layer of switching the genres was good for it. Agreed, yeah. Because overall, I'll be honest, it wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. Agreed. And it didn't captivate me as much as I would have hoped because a lot of the characters are kind of assholes and I just didn't really care about them. Mm -hmm. But in this case, I think the gimmick added to the stories. Like it added to the overall experience. I agree. I know what you mean in like, at least for me, that if the gimmick and the different genres and different character perspectives was not a thing and they were just telling the story, I don't think I would have liked this show. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have just fallen flat for me. Like, I did find it amusing, but I don't think I laughed very much. Yes. If that makes and sense. for a cast just chock full of comedians. Yes. Typically, I find a lot of the people in this show very funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I did not. Find yeah. That ben Schwartz was my favorite, but I think that's just because I like Ben it's Schwartz. Because it's Ben Schwartz. <laughs> and he's the same in everything that he plays. Exactly. <laughs> and it's great. We yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah, um, Some of the episodes worked more for me than others. For sure. For um, sure. And Some of th- them I was bored with. I think it's stronger, like the back half of the first season is stronger than the first few episodes. Yeah. In my opinion, at least. It took me a good three episodes to be fully like, okay, I care now about yeah. what's happening and who did it and these mm-hmm. characters where I feel like it probably shouldn't have taken me three episodes out of eight, yeah, to feel that way. I don't think I really cared until Waltz, which is uh, number five. Five, yeah, yeah. It's hit and miss. It got really great reviews, and it was really did it warmly receptive, like and like really okay. quickly renewed for another season. So I don't know if it's just not my brand of humor. Like it just yeah. didn't work for me specifically. Because there were elements of it that did. Yes. All right. So that's our general vibes. (laughs) But um, because of the gimmick and the way this show is set up, so it's the same kind of night that you're watching over and over again from different characters' perspectives. And so we won't elaborate as much plot-wise as we go on, but we will, you know, go through each episode and then discuss the differences with that that new character's, like, experience or mm-hmm. what they brought to the table because essentially it all is covering the same plot over and over again so right but distinctly different it's interesting because i did get kind of bored with feeling, like oh we're back at the reunion like yes. i don't care about the reunion oh we're at the same after party or whatever which is why i really enjoyed the episodes where it took you away from those yeah there's a couple of like flashback ones mm-hmm. where you're uh, back in high school with them. Yeah, you're in high school, or the one with the cap, uh, the detective. That one was different, and I so I enjoyed the detachment from those. I agree, um, but I mean, different things are happening to each person, so mm-hmm. it is uh, it's different, but not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so it opens with. Neek, who the first episode is centered around, and he's kind of the main character. Like, it always usually comes back to him mm-hmm. in each episode. He pulls up to their 15-year high school reunion party, and he's like, ah, oh, I'm here for this girl. Nothing bad could happen. And then it flash forward to a almost shirtless man falling off a balcony onto a rocky beach and dying. She wants to see you. You want to see her? Nothing can ruin this night. Good little cheeky death to spice things up at your 15-year reunion. You know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so the first episode is a Neek's episode. He's played by Sam Richardson. He's in Ted Lasso. He plays Edwin Akufu in... Ted Lasso, if you're familiar. Oh my God, he does. Yeah, totally different How character. How did I not notice that? Totally so dis- different. So yeah, different. Probably just because it's like, it feels like a totally different person. Dramatically different. Yeah. I mean, he's got an accent in Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> so very different person. Um, I think Anika is quite likable for the most part. Um, yeah, would agree. His episode is very much like a romantic comedy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tropey. Everything's got, like, rose-colored glasses on it. Like, literally, the... The The filter. Yeah. yeah, Mm -hmm. It's very cool. Yeah, it's very well done. I think the genre was thought out very well for each one. Yeah, so it starts with his story because when the murder happens, there's a couple detectives that arrive on scene, and she decides it's a murder, and decides to interview everyone that is left at the after party of which this murder happened one by one. Mm-hmm. She being um, Detective Danner, played by Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. She's great. I love Tiffany <laughs> She was one of the comedians that I was like, I'm in. Like, yeah. Uh, her, Alana Glazer, like, Ben Schwartz I was like, okay, say no more. You don't need to reel me in. And then it just didn't hit. Like, you know, I wanted it to hit. <laughs> yeah, and... I went back and forth between really loving her character and her portrayal, and also being like, "This doesn't feel real in any way." And I don't know that I loved the acting. Yeah, all I, of that. Way. She's very over the top, and there's moments where she's really trying and seems to be taking it seriously. But then they'll like try and make a joke out of something. Yeah, that I'm just like, okay. But it just doesn't line up with what she's saying in some places. It's like they want you to think that her character is always attuned to the small details, even when she's goofing around. Like, she wants people to feel more relaxed around her. Like, she doesn't know what she's doing, but she really does. But then sometimes she doesn't pick up on things, or she's a little too aloof about stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't get what you're going for with this character. Yeah. Which she's- isn't on her, it's on the writing. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think Tiffany is great. Just, I think she did really well with what she had. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll talk about little moments here and there that just don't quite line up. Um, but her partner is Detective Culp. He's played by John Early, which I've seen in a few things. Most recently, he was in um, Taylor Swift's anti-hero music video. Oh. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they find uh, like a splash of cooked shrimp around the body, a blonde wig, and a hat. Yeah. Which Weird. he is on top of. The body is on top of the hat. Oh. Okay. Which yeah. is important because they talk about whether, like, he fell first or the hat fell first. The hat fell. Yeah. Yeah. like that. And then she also, we learn in this little opening sequence that she's not supposed to be on this case. Like, she's just supposed to get witness statements, and then they're sending in a ringer, basically, from the big city named Jermaine, and he's gonna be the one to take on the case. And she's like, fuck that, I'm gonna solve it before he gets here. It's a take charge kind of lady. Yep. So then the theme song rolls for the first time. Yes. Which we actually just rewatched. Cause it's great. And then like, especially once you've seen the whole thing, if you go back and watch the theme song, it's so good and it, it's so well done and everything means more, mm-hmm. but the music is great, the animation is great. Yes, like, love the animation style and the way it transfers from one thing to the next. It's just really well done. I, like, I love a good theme sequence mm-hmm. and for some shows it literally takes me out of the show. Yes. If the theme song or the theme sequence sucks. And this one was a no-skip and yep. made more sense each time you watched it. Every time you finished an episode and went to the next like, one. oh, that's what that was yeah, about. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, you put putting things together mm-hmm. as you watch it, what I think is important and, like, is something that really works for me. hmm Not too long. It's... Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, yeah it checks all the theme song boxes. Worth for mentioning, it. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so with Anik's interview, he basically talks about how he went to the reunion for a second chance at love mm-hmm. with, with a his, girl named zoe his high school crush yeah who he never got it was not his high school girlfriend it was his high school crush yes and they were sort of interrupted i guess like they were about to probably maybe get together and then it's an infamous event happened that is an actual full episode of the show mm-hmm. and it kind of Threw cold water all over their blossoming relationship. <laughs> so, Zoe is played by... Uh, her name is Zoe, actually. Oh, actor. yeah, it is. Yeah, Zoe yeah. Chow. Chow. hmm Yeah, she's really great. I really like her. She's I liked her a lot, too. Immediately likable and warm. I mean, that's the thing. with The show... You'll see the same conversation happen episode to episode, Mm -hmm. but it happens differently. People are positioned differently. People say lines differently. They're dressed a little differently because you're seeing (laughs) different perspectives and people remember details differently. Yes, which is so accurate. It's actually very true. Like, memory is... Lucky. Yeah. It's, Everybody remembers stuff differently. Right. I think it's that in itself is like a clever concept to apply to a TV show. Mm-hmm. So like in Anique's beginning of his episode, he runs into Zoe and she's like the only person in the frame and they have like mm-hmm. there's balloons around. It's like them. adorable. Yeah, it's very cute. It's kind of cringy adorable. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then, yeah, you see things happen in like a, the same interaction happen in a different person's perspective and it's just very like that was awkward bland and awkward and yeah. like oh okay <laughs> it's, it's yikes just strange yeah but yeah Zoe's just you're seeing her from Anique's perspective and he's clearly very fond of her so you immediately feel fond of her mm-hmm. I think that's well done for sure and Jasper another character shows up and basically acts as Anique's sidekick wingman the entire night yeah. for his quest to get with Zoe. Jasper is played by Ben Schwartz and he's the he's the gold. The best. <laughs> <laughs> the best. <laughs> he's the best. Yeah. Um he essentially is John Ralphio from yeah. Parks and Recreation. Maybe like turned down a couple notches but yeah. like ba- barely. Yes. I feel like it's like an alt universe John Ralphio. <laughs> 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 Very similar. <sighs> But, yeah, he plays a good, like, BFF to Anik here. Oh, yeah. Really trying to, like, help him with Zoe and doing his absolute best. Mm -hmm. With his own motivations, we find out, but... a Good friends. Clearly, they have kept in touch. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, player number four, Xavier, arrives in a helicopter. Xavier is played by James Franco. Dave. Dave Dave Frank. Fuck, sorry. (laughs) Okay, big big name man on the scene. Yes, and um, he's our body. He's our dead body. Yes, and clearly rich. Yes, I mean he arrives in a helicopter. Yeah, and you find out pretty quickly that he went on from high school to become a musician and movie star. Yeah, and he's the biggest dick on the planet. He's a huge dick. I. I hate every scene that he's in. I, at no point, was sad that he died. No. No. <laughs> I feel like they try to sympathize him later in the season. And I just don't. I just did not no. care because he's such an asshole. Yes. <laughs> just he plays really, an asshole really well. He does. He does do that very well. Once again, you're seeing it from Anique's perspective, but... Xavier arrives and immediately starts trying to step in between Anik and Zoe, like he's mm-hmm. clearly trying also to like get with Zoe. Mm-hmm. So you're also seeing his he, he's like a Max dickishness because Anik is jealous and yes wants. You know he's not to back portrayed off. well in anyone's. Exactly. Though. Like, yeah. you're thinking, oh, like, oh, maybe it'll be different if we see him from his perspective or somebody else's perspective. Mm-hmm. And it never really changes. He's always an asshole in every story. Yeah. I thought we were going to get an episode from his perspective. That would have been interesting. But, but I mean, he's dead, so. Yeah. It makes sense that you don't, but there's, like, nothing redeeming. <laughs> <laughs> About this man. He's just no. a, he's just a dick. Yep. You know, he makes like, auto-tuned pop music. Like, yeah. he's not... The point is that he's bad. Yeah. Like, he rose to fame, but he's a bad musician and a bad actor. Exactly. Um, <laughs> he probably had a lot of fun because sometimes they flash to his movie scenes. He probably had so much fun playing that there. gave <laughs> given the direction, like, be as bad of an actor as you can. <laughs> <laughs> and I, the, there's one of his movies that they show of, quite a few times Hungry, hungry, like, hungry hippos. Hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> where he's like a you know colonial era explorer, and he has a terrible English accent, it's and he's like, so "These hippos," <laughs> it's so <laughs> terrible. But yeah, yeah. It's, he's fun to laugh at, but he's a he's a real dick, and I was never sad that he died. Throughout the night, he's. Obviously trying to get with Zoe, Um, but Jasper comes to the rescue and distracts him by asking him to bless one of his tracks, which means having a star like say, hey, go listen to this person's music. Mm -hmm. And he mentions maybe like recording, you know, how they do on Pop and rap songs every now and then, where they're like come in at the beginning of the yeah. song and be like Xavier, and then like say their name, and then like that's all they do for the rest of the song, mm-hmm. just to kind of featuring Xavier so that they can put that in the song title, right? So, yeah, because Jasper is also a musician, yeah. And um, they were in a band together in high school, Scop ADM, Scop ADM, they <laughs> were in a ska band, yeah, called yeah. Scop We all, I feel like we all went to a school with at least one white boy who would have been in a band called (laughs) A Dio. Yeah. Um, But that allows Anique to kind of whisk Zoe away. And they leave the reunion when a literal slideshow of Zoe's wedding photos with her ex-husband and their child starts playing. She's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I don't blame her. It's super weird. It's so weird. She didn't have a big enough reaction to that. No. So yeah, she's the principal of of the school, vice principal of the school now, and so you know this is her place of work. She's here every day. So I feel like she was probably involved in like the setup and planning of this event for sure. And yeah, her reaction is pretty muted. For this private slideshow of her life to just come on, like start playing in front of all of her peers. She doesn't investigate it at all. She's just like, I'm out. Peace. Yeah. (laughs) Very strange. She leaves with Anik, and they, a couple of things happen when they leave. They run into Chelsea, who is another character um, Alana Glazer. Alana Glazer. She's great. I love her. I, mean, I also love her. Have you watched Broad City? No, I've heard such good things. It's, I want to. You got to watch Broad City. Yeah. It's I love it so much. She's fantastic. I mean, she does a bunch of other things as mm-hmm. well. She's in a ton of stuff, but Broad I City is like her her show that she wrote and like created and stuff. Oh, she wrote it. In, wow. wow. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She I think out of everyone, I enjoyed her acting the most. Mhm. I think that she did a very good job. Yeah, I think Sam Richardson is really good. I think mm-hmm. the guy who plays Anika is really good. But yeah, I mean, she's ben like Schwartz. seamlessly funny. Yes, like it's like subtle funny. I feel like she's just one of those comedians. It's just like in her blood. Like she, yeah. she's just naturally a, just a very funny person. It comes so easily to her, and yeah, she she puts on Chelsea so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but she comes across in pretty much everyone's vision as. Unstable. Mm-hmm. Very mentally unwell. Yeah. She was, She was like, the perfect student yeah. in high school. and Valedictorian class president. Right. Yeah. And then pretty quickly everyone watched her kind of veer off the deep end and get involved with, like, drugs and alcohol and kind of lose control of her life a little bit. She seems to have corrected back a little, but she still seems very unstable mm-hmm. and no one... No one is excited that she's there. No. <laughs> Nobody really wants Everybody, to talk to her. Everybody's, everybody's like, ah, oh, Chelsea, let's walk the other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you ever go back to a high school reunion? I, I don't know. Maybe in, like, another 10 to 15 years I might be curious, but I'm in touch with, like, my own friends from high school enough to where the motivation... To see them again is not there because I know what is going on in their lives. And I feel like with social media, anybody else you're curious about, you can, like, stop. True. So I had my 10-year one a couple years ago, and I could not have been less interested <laughs> yeah. in going. Yeah. It's just not for me. I, I, also, I feel like they're kind of a dying concept, class reunions. Yeah, because we're so connected virtually. Yeah. I agree. I don't think I would go. I, like... The people that I like from high school, low-key, burn some bridges. Don't really want to see them again, if they even come. Also, going back to your high school, ooh, I don't know. Right. It just, it doesn't sound like a fun time. Have people small talk with you all night. That's literally the point, is to go and small talk and be like, this is what I've done with my life. Judge it, please. Right. <laughs> no. And feign interest in other people's lives. Yeah. No No, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> Anyways, um, they also go into the teacher's lounge and eat weed gummies. (laughs) Um, And then they almost kiss on the bleachers, but they don't because Zoe's daughter, who's probably like, what, six? Yeah, six, Uh, maybe seven. Maybe seven. She's walking and talking and like coherent, but still like very much a little kid. Yes. Yeah. She starts running up to them and is like, mommy! (laughs) Mommy! Right at the worst moment, yeah. Poor Anik, he was almost there. He got so close. He did, but um yeah, they, her babysitter just like shows up, yeah. And I can't remember what her excuse is. I have a family emergency. She does not. I no. call bullshit on that. One hundred percent, she does not. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I tried to call your husband, but he didn't answer. So here we are. So here's your kid. Goodbye. And she yep. like literally like walks away before <laughs> she can say anything else. And Zoe turns around to you Anik and is like, Can you watch my child? I'm gonna go talk to my husband. Bye. Right. I'd be like, What the fuck? <laughs> no. I'd be like, We'll just come with you and I'll like stand with her a little bit away from you. Guys. Yeah. I'm not gonna watch your I'm not gonna watch your child. I don't want that responsibility. Absolutely not. Let's leave her out in the bleachers. Away this, from everyone else, with this man you haven't seen in for fifteen, 15 years. Fifteen years, yeah. No, yeah. I don't care if you liked him and you were about to kiss him. I would not leave my child with him. But yeah, she's also makes poor choice in men. Not that Anika is a bad person, but her husband is a real asshole as well. Yeah, he's the worst, Brett, and he's played by Ike Barinholtz. I was familiar with from the Mindy Project. I don't know if you ever watched that show. The I Middy did not. Kaylee show. No. He's in that. I mean, he's one of those actors that's kind of in a A bit parts and in a bunch of stuff. But he's a regular on the Mindy Project. And uh, But yeah, he's a total asshole in this. Yeah. I don't like him at all. No. He's a dick. Yeah. I don't like his episode. It's my least favorite episode. Yeah. I don't like any scene with him in it. No. He's just, once again, like kind of... a ass bitch. Totally irredeemable, but just not fun at all to watch or spend any time with. Yes. Right. Yeah. As a TV personality, yeah, he's not great. And he tries to console the child with her koala bear toy, but the child literally just runs away. (laughs) Which I feel like is very accurate. And he's like, no, wait, you can't. (laughs) Yeah, so they catch up with Zoe, who's talking to Brett. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of like, she leaves in a huff and is like, take her home. Yeah, He wasn't even supposed to come. Yeah, it was supposed to be her night away from him to do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, take her home. I'm leaving. I'm going to go enjoy myself. Um, and she leaves to uh, go to the after party with Xavier in his helicopter. Yeah. Which he invites Anika on and then as they're walking to the helicopter, he lets Zoe get on and buckled in. And then it turns around and is like, actually, you're not allowed. I don't want you to come. Don't even come at all. Yeah. Goodbye! And just leaves with Zoe in the helicopter. He's That's such an that. asshole. So he's like, what about Anik?" He's like, ah, he's right. He didn't want to come. <laughs> yeah. He's the worst. So Anik is like uh, heck no, I'm gonna shoot my shot. This is my second chance. I can't lose it, you know? So he gets in a car with Jasper and Chelsea. And this is a very weird scene. It is. They have a, uh, like, a car chase. Yeah. Like, an actual car chase. Mm-hmm. Because Brett pulls up, and Anique thinks that Brett wants to murder him for trying to get with his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. That's not what's happening, but it's still very aggressive. Like even it if, is. even if Brett wasn't angrily driving after them and doing this, he's still driving incredibly erratically, breaking lots of laws, putting With people in danger. With his child in the backseat, and his kids in the backseat, which they don't even know she's back there. Yeah, right. Um, and so they're terrified of him and drive away, like run away from him. Um. Yeah and it's like this big action set piece that happens in a couple episodes. It's weird. It's I weird. didn't like it very much. It wasn't it as look. believable as the other like differences, you know. Yeah, I mean? like, right. There's a lot of differences from different people's perspectives and this one feels like okay, but enough of it was the same where it's still a problem. Yeah. <laughs> still weird, still a weird thing to happen. Which I kind of felt that way about everything that involved Brett. Yes. His additions were jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. Uh, while they're in the car, Anique drinks from a flask in Chelsea's purse without permission. Or asking what's in it. Or it's any got questions. a literal red X on it. <laughs> and he picks it up and takes a swig from it. All night they've been shit-talking this girl for being unstable. some Clearly, Popping pills. pills. She's drunk. Like, And he just takes the flask out of her purse and is like, boop. Let me take a shot of this. It's the stupidest thing. Sir. It's so stupid. Do not drink things that you do not know what they are. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so it's no surprise that he really quite quickly starts acting very intoxicated when they get to the party. And no one else seems to think, hey, maybe it's that, sh- like, swig he took out of her flask. Even yeah. Chelsea is not, like, interested in babysitting him. And she knows what was in the flask. She does in her episode. She does, like... She does. hmm In her episode, she talks to him about it, but he's, like, intoxicated. So, in his episode, he doesn't-, he doesn't notice that people, like, her and Jasper, are, like, trying to get him to stop drinking. Right. And, yeah. He's just, yeah. He's yeah. doing his best to keep drinking. Um, and just kind of t- keeps taking... Shaw, as I know, at one point in the house, he grabs what he thinks is a flaming jello shot or flaming shot, and then in someone else's perspective later in the night, he had just picked up a candle. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And someone's like, no, 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 no. no." It was Gaspard. He's like, that's a candle. We're putting that back down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also does it um, where chelsea pours like some water into a shot and he pours vodka and she like switches it when he's not looking (laughs) yeah so yeah he's they cut him off but there's some serious shit in that flask (laughs) so he's not okay he's not okay uh and very quickly passes out on the floor he does he gets pushed into like a shrimp bush thing by brett but he doesn't really know why from his perspective and then he passes out I feel like I just want to Jesse. You just said the phrase "shrimp bush thing," <laughs> like that was. That's like, also how I wrote it in the notes. <laughs> just like that's a normal thing that people will know what the fuck that is. Um, I know it's I, a shrimp bush. It's a shrimp bush. So they like Xavier's house, which is where the after party takes place, is just so over the top and outrageous. There's X's everywhere. And it, it's very much like a shrine to himself, this yes. whole house. Um, and he has, like, a X shaped topiary shrub outside with an just, like, a bowl of shrimp on top of it, like cocktail shrimp. So, yeah. a shrimp bush <laughs> is inappropriate. <an> <laughs> okay, for, thank you. But it's just a wild concept <laughs> for anyone who has not seen the show. Um, but, yeah, so that happens over and over every night is, like, somebody always gets bumped into the mm-hmm. shrimp bush, which spills all the shrimp off of the side of the balcony. Which is why it's down on the beach. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then he passes out. And when he wakes up, he is wet and has Sharpie written all over his body, especially his face. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got, like, cat features. Yeah. Mean words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people have written all over him. And, and they had put a ski like he was laying flat on his back and they put a ski down the his like torso and put cups of beer on top of it yeah so as soon as he stirred and started waking up he just dumped beer all over himself which is part of the reason he's soaking wet yeah and he angry so he's like xavier did this i know it so he like marches up to xavier's room but xavier's not there And so he, like, closes the closet door in Xavier's room where there's a giant full-length mirror. He sees the shit on his face, and he goes, ah! And that's the end of his story. That's the end of his story. It's him screaming. It's very incriminating because he was the last one to go up into Xavier's room before they noticed Xavier's body. Mm -hmm. And he screamed. So everyone's like, he did it! He definitely did it! Mm-hmm. And Danner, the police detective who's interviewing him, kind of seems to agree. Like she's like, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I not pinning it on you that but. she didn't actually think that he did it from the beginning. It yeah. seemed like she was trying to make him think that she thought that he did. Right, and I, I think she was kind of clear of like, I haven't heard everybody, everybody else's stories, but yeah. you know how bad it looks that you were the last one in there before he died. So I have to go on the assumption. <laughs> that's very incriminating for you. (laughs) So, Anik's story, pretty much for the rest of the show, is taking it upon himself to clear his own name, basically, is what he gets up to for, like, the whole rest of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, him and Jasper Mm -hmm. as his sidekick Mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, when they're talking about it in the bathroom, him and Jasper, he finds a letter that's ripped up in one of Part of it says, this is payback for what you did to me. Um, and that's how the episode ends. So, yeah, episode two. Mm-hmm. My least favorite episode of the season. Yeah, because it's Brett. Mm-hmm. It's Brett. And it's just the worst. Yeah. he's I don't care about him. not fun. I don't care about him as a person or a character. His story is not all that interesting. I do think... So his is an action movie. Yeah. And I think the way that they did this, like the way they shot it, the way that they color-coded it, because it's mm-hmm. got that blue filter on it that like, mm-hmm. so many action movies do. It's very like early 2000s action yeah, movie like specifically blur the background of stuff. it is very well done you're yeah, right. right like I, like technically the way this yeah. was pulled off I think is really well done like yeah. they they use so many different techniques in the different episodes um, yeah. so that was impressive but apart from that man Brett is just not fun like he's, he's just not. he sucks <laughs> he sucks and he thinks he's the hot shit right. he thinks he's great and I don't like reading from the perspective of a narcissist watching it just anything from that perspective. I'm like, I'm just not here for you, man. Yeah. his whole goal is to stop anyone from getting with Zoe. like that's all yeah. he cares about is like what his ex-wife is up to. yeah well, I need to stop people from sleeping with her, which okay, I'm just gonna spoil it. The reason they get divorced is because he's has an affair. he, has he had an affair yeah. yeah. So, it's his father getting divorced. Also, he's the worst. And he's trying to stop her from having a good night. Right. And they're not even fully divorced yet because he won't sign the divorce papers. Yeah. So. Boo to that. Boo to that. <laughs> we can only say it so many times. But, like, How a So many serious, times have we man that we said This man sucks. So, he basically is like, I don't see Anique as a threat at all. Um, but I am worried about Xavier. And so... Him and Xavier have a conversation in the bathroom, and it is—it's my least favorite abhorrent. scene in this entire. Show. It's disgusting. I hate it. They and have a it's literal pissing contest, an actual literal pissing contest, and it's—I feel like this scene was supposed to be funny, and I and it wasn't hated it. Yes. I hated every second of it. Yeah, it made me uncomfortable. Yeah, it was too long. I don't like him or Xavier. Right, either of their characters. <laughs> yeah, I just no. Yeah, it was so long. It's so long, and it goes on to, <laughs> like way too long to be funny. Like I feel like even if you did find an actual pissing contest funny, it, it just it's, it's way too long. Overstays it overs- it's welcome for sure. It yeah. does. Mm-hmm. and basically the gist of it is that Xavier is like, "Fuck you, bro. I promise I will sleep with Zoe tonight." Like now, it's it's definitely my goal yeah. of the whole night. I'm yeah. going to get with your wife. And so Brett is like, I'm going to kill him. I'll <laughs> we'll kill you, bro. <laughs> he literally says he's going to kill anyone that tries to touch Zoe to Anik and Jasper. So once again, this is him telling Detective Danner the story. They all incriminate themselves. They all incriminate themselves. Which is not realistic. No. I he, mean, I get it for the story, but like, he no. outright says, Yeah, I told him I would kill him. <laughs> so. Yeah. They all, all do that shit. I'm I'm all for don't. honesty when you're giving a police detective a witness statement. but Certainly, maybe, Brett wouldn't be honest. Maybe cage it if you directly threatened to murder <laughs> someone and it was just the two of you there. I'm not a professional criminal, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's revealed that he was the one who put that slideshow mm-hmm. of him and Zoe and their and daughter... And yeah, their family up on the screen to try yeah. and win her back somehow. Like, I don't know just what make her remember the good times. Good lives. Yeah, which mm-hmm. this this is it's ridiculous. And it's the stupidest shit. And just like he still has this hope that something like this is going to work. And yeah. I'm just like, sir, like, I don't know why he has this false hope. She's yeah. giving him zero clues no. that she wants anything to do with. She clearly she hates him. Ever getting back together with him. Yeah. And like, that's the only way I could kind of sympathize with him is like, he clearly, like, he knows he fucked up at this point and he is. Yes. He but, regrets it, but, sir, like, it's the time has passed that he's door the worst. Shut. Like, you fucked it. Maybe stop being the worst and she'll like you more. <laughs> or at least have like respect for you and you guys can co-parent and maybe have like a friendship in the future like you have to keep your daughter's well-being in mind here yes and like for totally sure. ruining your relationship with your ex-wife is bad news bears i will selfish. okay i lied there is one redeeming quality about him he does genuinely seem to care about maggie he does he seems yeah. like I don't know that I would call him a good father because he does Mm, stuff that is outright dangerous with her, but you can tell he genuinely cares about her and loves her. Yeah. He tries to run after Nick and Zoe, but he gets thwarted by Chelsea, which this is interesting because he basically just says Chelsea gets in his way and that's it. Mm, Yeah. But a lot more happens between them from Chelsea's perspective. Mm -hmm. And then after Maggie shows up at the reunion, he gets bitched out by Zoe and goes to take her home, but realizes that Anik still has Maggie's koala bear toy. Yeah. So in his mind, that's why the car chase happens, because he's trying to get the toy back. And it's like, from his perspective, because it's an action movie, it's way more intense Maggie's in the back seat, like strapped in. Yeah, her car seat is way more like it's like a stunt car seat. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's got like X's across her chest. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he is he, like at one point in the car chase, he pulls up next to Anique and Jasper and Chelsea and is yelling in Anique's perspective, like, I'm gonna kill you! I'm gonna kill you. And they can't really hear him well. And then in his story, he pulls up and he's saying, I need the koala bear! The koala toy!
1: Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: but nobody can understand anybody. So, it's one of those things it like I It didn't seem quite as earned. No. And it didn't seem as... Uh, believable a mistake to have made and even if he was saying I need the koala toy you're still being very threatening and aggressive and literally chasing them down they are totally in the right to be like scared and frightened there yeah so, yes. it doesn't change anything, really. After he was threatening to kill people. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, get one, same thing. The next thing he does is he gets to the party yes. and starts beating up all of the security. He has a whole action fight sequence with the security guard. Which, I don't know if this is just didn't happen it, at all. I feel like there's no way it happened. Or maybe, no, I don't get it. Because, literally, the security guard rolls up to him and he's like, you're not welcome here. Mm-hmm and that's like why would that happen in the first place? I don't know. He should be welcome there. Yeah. And it's weird to me that he like I understand he's trying to make his story sound cool, but you're giving a witness statement and yeah. you're telling a police detective that you severely assaulted these men. A got like yes, yeah, someone hired for security. Right. And and like he wins the fight and they end up like out cold. Yeah. So it's like even if it isn't true, like why are you telling a police detective this? That doesn't make any sense. It is weird, yes. With Maggie cheering him on in the backseat, right? Which is also strange. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's what he would want, you know what I mean? Like it's his perspective, so that he would want her to, yes, yeah. He wants like her to it. be cheering her on, me he like yeah. that's my daddy. Like that's right. what he wants out of this, and it's just bleh. yeah. I don't enjoy his his person. <laughs> Um, And then he goes to confront Anik, who is very intoxicated about the koala. He takes the koala from him and pushes him into the shrimp bush. The shrimp bush. Yeah. So, he sucks. (laughs) (laughs) This is a a common thread that you find throughout the different episodes, is that a lot of people, right around the time of Xavier's death, were in Xavier's bedroom for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. So, Anik was the last one in there, but... Brett runs up to Xavier's room. Zoe is up there with Xavier talking to him. Mm -hmm. And he ends up getting in, like, an altercation with Xavier. Over Zoe. Over Zoe. And Zoe's like, fuck this. I'm not a prize for either of you and bounces. Yeah. So she leaves them alone up there. Yeah. So, like, Zoe was alone with Xavier. Brett was alone with Xavier. It doesn't look good for anyone, really, but... And Brett says that all that happens is that he throws Xavier's hat off of the balcony, but basically backs off and decides not to do anything to this man, even though he literally is capable of violence with everyone else. With everyone else. (laughs) And then he goes downstairs and apologizes to Zoe for being a shit husband and not signing the divorce papers. It's really weird, the (laughs) turn. Yeah, it feels like a total 180. And it doesn't feel earned because it doesn't feel like he's learned some sort of lesson to drive him to like, oh, now I see you deserve your autonomy. I'm going to sign the divorce papers. Yeah. It feels earned later, but not Does it? I feel like with him, it doesn't really. Where did he get that? I think it's from other people's perspective. There's little like tidbits tied in, specifically Maggie. Oh, Yeah. But, I mean, it's not earned. This, like, turnaround is not really earned or explained very well. Uh, And then he sees his daughter running through the after party. So he chases her and puts her back in the car seat. And he's just like, stay here. And then Xavier gets murdered. Yeah. And so the whole time that everybody's being questioned by the police and everything, Maggie is asleep in the backseat of his car in the driveway. His plan is to just leave her out there. Hope no one notices there's a child in a mm-hmm. car and... Just go check on her. Check on her every now and then because he... Yeah. He said every hour, which doesn't seem like enough. No. Okay, it would be like every five minutes maybe. Yeah. But the whole point of leaving her out there is so that Zoe doesn't know that she's there because he's still a lying yeah. asshole. Yeah, because he knows... He said he would take her home, which is what yeah. he's Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Noted. That's the end of Brett's story, but... To know, Jasper and Anik find ways to listen in on everybody's interviews, like, every time. Like, this one, they managed to hook up the AV system in the interrogation room to the bathroom that they were in because Jasper's company was actually the one to wire the AV system in Xavier's house. So he's, like, an audio geek or whatever and figures that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he personally installed all the electronics in this house so he knows how to work everything in here and while they're in the bathroom together him and Anik they find a piece of letter or a note in the trash can and Anik ends up like finding all the pieces and putting them together and it says something along the lines of like you will pay Mm -hmm. like You're gonna pay for this. It doesn't say anything specific, and there's no names or anything. But yeah, they do notice that in the word the word diarrhea is written on the note. No, the word diarrhea is written on Anik's neck. Oh, (laughs) Anik's neck. (laughs) Yeah. But they notice in the note that the E's are written in a really specifically odd way, Mm -hmm. and they notice that it matches the writing of diarrhea on Anique's neck. And so they're like, we just have to get everyone to write the word diarrhea. Mm-hmm. And then we'll know who the murderer is. And then is. it must be the killer that wrote this note. It must be. Right. It can't be for any other reason. Yeah. I watched this with my mother and she called that it was, spoilers, song lyrics, like immediately. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, it's a song. Is Xavier. is a song. He wrote that. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're right. And then they, they stay on this the whole that's like, season. That's like their whole thread that they follow all night long to try and catch the killer. <laughs> well, it's because they're both kind of dums, like Yeah. <laughs> neither one of them yeah. even thinks that that could be an option. Okay, but Anique literally designs escape rooms for a living. Like, he's supposed to be Mr. Smarty Pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Not the best. <laughs> also, at the end of this episode, Kendall... Um, accurately, was like this person is the killer. Yeah, he called it. He was like, I, I don't think he had. I did not distinct evidence lined up in his head, but he just had like a gut feeling and like from what he'd seen so far. And Interesting. he was like, he was like, they did it. And I was like, all right, I'm putting that in my notes. And I wrote, Kendall says so and so did it, and oh. he was right. <laughs> I did not. I thought that it was Detective Culp. <laughs> <laughs> he that was, was my theory. He was suspicious as hell. The whole show, yes, yes he yeah. was. I feel like that was on purpose. He was yeah. a, kind of like a red herring sort of deal. In the beginning of the next episode, Jasper tells Danner and Culp of a hidden camera in Xavier's bedroom, which they totally gloss over the fact that there's a hidden fucking camera in Xavier's bedroom. That's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They don't even talk about... They don't even How oh, that's not okay. ...what that means. Like, what the implications of that are. Yeah. It's real gross. Xavier's a shithead, y'all. I see. I'm not... <laughs> this man is dead. So he is like, y'all go recover that footage, but they don't let him help, and... The detectives end up deleting the footage, mm-hmm. which is partly why I was like, oh, it's cult, because who was the one fiddling with it. And then it all got deleted. Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to say, Anique and Jasper's plan to find out who wrote diarrhea and who wrote the note they found in the bathroom trash is to make everyone write the word diarrhea. Yeah. Because they're looking at the ease. But I'm like, you could pick any other word. Yeah. Why does it have to? Well, be- he's also like everyone spells it wrong, so we can also see who wrote it on my neck. But but then I'm like, if you go ask people that and they wrote it on your neck, they'll be like, oh shit, he's doing this because I wrote this on his neck. Like, ask him to write any other word or a, one of the words that's in the note that's just like an innocuous, yeah, basic word. It, it just makes bugs up me because a whole weird excuse for them to do it exactly like and it's not a believable thing and everybody thinks it's super weird and i'm like you could just yeah you could just ask them to write like a regular word or something um so this episode is uh Jaspers and it's the best one i ha- i don't know i have two that i really really liked and is the other one's zoe's yeah yeah zoe's is really good too yeah but yeah so his is a musical It's a musical. It's so fun. And it's a Ben Schwartz musical. It's a Ben Schwartz And I think he's great. It's it's delightful. (laughs) It really is. There's almost no substance to his episode. There's like four musical numbers. (laughs) Three, four. (laughs) All he does is sing. And so he kind of just glosses over a lot of the plot related stuff that's happening. And is just singing about things all the whole night. So, he also raps a little bit. He That's does fun. have a little. He has a little rap. I enjoyed every single one of them, and like there's like everyone breaks out in like a mob dance, mm-hmm. so they all choreograph together. I was like, ah, I'm about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this makes absolutely no sense, but I'm here for it. Yeah, obviously it didn't happen. Yeah, and his whole thing all night is just to get Xavier to bless his track. Like that is yeah seemingly his only goal all night mm-hmm. he like helps Anique out by distracting Xavier so Anique can sneak in and talk to Zoe but like he uses that time to yeah. get Xavier on his own to talk mm-hmm. about Blessing his Tracks so it's like he's not really helping out Anique yeah it's personal motivation yeah um, and eventually he does get a text message from Xavier so he goes to meet him in the studio where he never shows up yeah. And that number, that musical number is called like three dots or three. Yes, like him waiting on it to happen. Right. Like, because, you know, when you're like somebody's yeah. typing a text, the, the little dot, dot, dot appears. So he sings a whole song about that. The set design is really good here because there's house decor elements that you've seen in other people's perspectives. But in this particular perspective, there's like, plant pots on the wall that are three Three dots. dots. Like there's three dots all throughout (laughs) this The set design is really good. It's really, really good. The filmography of this show is very good. It's very well done. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something at the end that I'll bring up that I I noticed one thing but there was a lot of things to notice in this show that I, kind of like Glass Onion style things, which I don't know if you came across in your research. Blow my my mind, Hannah. Let's go. Three dots beginning for me or the end come on bro just fucking press send. okay so in each episode of the show there is a puzzle to be solved hidden in the episode what and when you solve the puzzle it will tell you it's not this person ah <gasps> So, if you were solving the puzzles as you were watching the show, what? It would be eliminating people. Okay, this is why it got high reviews because this part of it is really well done. Yeah, it's so well done. So, in the first episode, there's a flashing light during Anik and Zoe's conversation while they're on the bleachers. Yeah. And it's Morse code. Oh my God. No fucking way. I, yeah. What? Yeah. I would not expect that from this show. I know. I know. Okay. Um, I found this out, by the way, the subreddit for this show. They had a great time solving all the puzzles as each episode Oh, I'm aired. sure. And we they love ha- our community. They were having a blast. Um, so they... It spells out not the fireman. So it's like, it doesn't say people's names specifically, but Brett is a volunteer fireman. Fireman. Wow. So that's the first one. In the second episode, during Brett's family slideshow, in the pictures of them, there is flag code. Like Nate, like flag. Oh my god! It, from their like body positions, <gasps> where yes. their arms are. Because I noticed that one of the photos is super awkward. The the pose yeah. they're doing. Yeah, it's a code. It says not the puddle. Which is one of the Jennifers because her water breaks. Oh my god! <laughs> like there's one in That's each. That's so cool, and they're so clever. Um, What's in Jasper's? So Jasper grabs a concert shirt with tour dates. They're all presidents, so they all have like the name oh. of a president in the city. And then if you put those like what number president the people were, it's a it's a whole order, um, and it spells out not Mad Dog. <gasps> And so, like, if you've only seen the first three episodes of the show, you don't know who Mad Dog is. So, it's like, you'd still have to watch the rest of the show Danner. to, like, figure out. But there is wow. just, like, for sure ruling people out, which I think is really fun. That's so day. cool. I know. Okay, that's a really geeky thing <laughs> for the puzzlers of the world. Oh, that's neat. It's okay. super fun. And the um, the creators of the show were very interactive with the Reddit and on Twitter, and you could tell that they had a blast as people were oh, finding I'm the sure. puzzles. And then I think there's even more puzzles than just these, not the so and so ones throughout the show. But it's it's very clever, and wow. it definitely earned some points for me, even though I didn't oh, yeah. know about it while I was watching. The I feel show. like that will raise my rating a little bit. The only one that I came close to catching was in one of the episodes. I think it's in. It's in episode five, but these TVs are in basically all the episodes because it's, like, out in the living room. Yeah. There's TVs out, like, behind the bar, you know, that eventually, like, the Scope Diem music video gets played on or whatever. But at one point, there's a bunch of dots on the screen. And I noticed it kind of looks like a colorblind test where there's, like, darker dots that have a shape or something to them. Okay, And I noticed that there was a big R in one of them. And so I kept trying to pause it where I could, like, read to see if there were other letters, because I just saw a big R, and I was like, why is there... I was like, maybe it spells out, like, Xavier. But, like, I could never find a time to, like, pause where I could read the other TV screens. And I didn't care all that much, because I thought it was, like, it probably just says Xavier, and I didn't think anything of yeah. it. It spells not the skier. Oh. So. Who's the skier? What's-his-face who put the ski on? Oh, yeah, the husband. Of, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, that was the only one I came close to noticing, and I didn't come that close. I just saw a letter and was like, ah. <laughs> Couldn't wow. be bothered to actually try and solve the puzzle, so I guess I'm not that dedicated. I to mean... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can get back to Jasper. I just that was, was going to cool. forget if I didn't bring that up. Um, I mean, that's basically it for He Jasper. sings a lot. <laughs> he sings a lot, and I enjoyed it. Yep. But nothing happens. At the end of this episode, Anik realizes that Jennifer, too... So, there are two Jennifers in this. They do almost nothing for the story except add, like, the... <gasps> mm, the dramatic flair. Yeah, I feel like everybody knows these sort of women, two women who were, like, a little too close. Mm-hmm. They do everything together in a little too much yeah. kind of a way. Like, they're both pregnant right now at the like, exact same time. Yeah. Like, the exact amount, amount. of pregnant. <laughs> yes. And they, yeah, both they're both named Jennifer. They're both named Jennifer. And they really, like, play that up. How yeah. just kind of obnoxious the way that they like feed off of each other yeah. is. But they literally call each other Jennifer 1 and Jennifer 2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Like> they, <laughs> they buy into the whole the whole charade of it. So but Jennifer 2 is missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the police find Chelsea's flask with the red X on it by Xavier's body. So the next episode is Chelsea. Chelsea! So in this one, in order to hear Chelsea's story, Anik is hiding um, in a room. So they're doing all the interviews in Xavier's like recording studio room. It's just yeah. a tiny little room off of there. He somehow sneaks in there and is like listening through the door to Chelsea's story. Yeah, yeah. Every time he finds a way to listen. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea's is like a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this one. It's great. It's I great. Love her as an actress and i think her character for me is the most believable it's the most endearing it's the most real yes she is very redeemable once you find out what's going on with her and what happened to her and what's you know why Mm -hmm. she is the way she is and i think she's the easiest character once you know her full story to empathize with yes sure she's relatable and at yeah. no point did I suspect it was her. No, me either. Other people, yes. Like, I think most mm-hmm. of the other main characters, I had some sort of moment where I was like, maybe it is them. I never really thought it was a because he's who everybody thinks it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And because Obviously. of that, I didn't think it yeah. was. And he's also, he's like, He's trying to prove actively, his innocence. Yeah. 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 So, him. But then Chelsea, like, I don't know. Like, they give you motive for her to want yeah. Xavier dead, but I just never believed she did She's it. so misunderstood mm-hmm. that it just would be wrong if she ended up being the one. Yeah. But she admits mm-hmm. immediately that she did go to the reunion for revenge on Xavier. So right away, <laughs> right away incriminates herself with Danner. Yeah. <laughs> She has been receiving threatening text messages, like anonymous text messages leading up to the reunion, and she's getting. Well, this is just scary. It's in, so scary in general. Like I it, would not go. No, it, it feels would scare me away. Like a stalker. It, it's very realistically frightening what's happening to her, and absolutely, I would not go to the yeah, fr- reunion no. because of it. It would have scared me off. And it happens during the reunion and at the after party. Someone sends her a picture of herself. Yes, like she terrifying. But no she's, wonder she's on edge all night, right? Like she's on edge, and also like yeah. no, like no wonder she's probably not sober because yeah. I would be really scared. And if I was so determined to be there to like find out who's doing this to me and clear my name and stuff. Like, I don't blame her for being intoxicated. And to be honest, from her perspective, when she tells it, she does not seem intoxicated. No, she doesn't. Just from everyone else's perspective. Or she puts on an act to be intoxicated. Right. Like, some in some scenes, she intentionally pretends to be drunk. Yeah. like To cover for herself, basically. Mm-hmm. We learn quickly, because she's talking with Brett, she is the one that had the affair with Brett. Um, mm-hmm. So she's kind of... The cause, co- well, I mean, Brett is the cause of the divorce. Let's be real, but yeah. she was involved. Yeah, and while Brett doesn't seem all that regretful for actually cheating, he just seems kind of once, as they always are, like regretful that they he got caught and that he's losing right. zo- losing Zoe because of yeah. it. Chelsea seems genuinely very sorry yes. and yeah. regrets what she did, mm. and there's a great conversation later. <laughs> Yeah. But that's just the worst because he also is addicted to Chelsea. Right. Like, he's addicted to both of them. Yeah. It's not like he was a nice guy at any point to anybody. Yeah. But that's why nobody really likes her. Yeah. Because the word has spread. Yeah. And also, I mean, in general, they had a bad opinion of her to begin with
1: because mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. just
0: the kind of. There's an event that happened. This just really, I think, was a recent event that cemented into everybody's, like, oh, yeah, that's just how she is. Yeah. confirmed all of their suspicions about her. Yeah, so she bumps into Anik and Zoe when they're, it's like kind of in between when they're in like the teacher's lounge and the bleachers, they're mm-hmm. walking through the halls. She pretends to be drunk and intentionally spills her drink on Anik to get him to go clean himself up so she can talk to Zoe and yeah. apologize. But then also she wants to kind of interrogate Zoe to see if she's the one sending the text because... She slept with Zoe's husband. So that's a reasonable assumption. Are you threatening me? Yeah. And Zoe's like, dude, I don't want anything to do with you, and kind of storms off. Mm -hmm. And then, so, and then kind of after this, she gets in the car with Jasper and Anique. And this is when Anique drinks out of her flask. (laughs) And this is when she reveals. If you if you had to guess, would this have been in your top 10 guesses? No. As to what was in that flask? No, it would not. (laughs) 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 Are you (laughs) kidding me? So much. This this is like a plot of a Broad City episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's got cat tranquilizers in there, y'all. Yeah, she works in a vet's office. She put cat tranquilizers in her flask, <laughs> which she also like made into a cocktail. Yeah, which is a cocktail sounds pretty good. It's like whiskey and ginger ale with a hint yeah. of lime. Yes. Sounds it's like good. A mule. Mm hmm. Yeah, but with cat tranquilizers, because she says that her whole intent of the night was to go to the after party, get Xavier alone, get him to drink the cat tranquilizers, get him to pass out, strip him, post pictures of him online, nude, for revenge. It's a dumb plan. It's a dumb plan. And, I mean, as she finds out later in the episode when she actually gets to that point in her plan, Xavier's like, oh, I... I've already done that. I post pictures of myself nude on the red. What do you I've <laughs> <laughs> already leaked those pictures of myself. So that really wouldn't for <laughs> like Chelsea, honey. You didn't do any research before this was your grand plan. <sighs> yeah. So we can kind of skip to that part, but she does get Xavier to almost drink it, then has a change of heart and tells him what her plan was. And right, she's like, "Don't drink it that," out. and she yeah. she makes him pour it out. Yeah, once again proving herself to be a good person. Yes, if you believe that she 180'd. yeah, which Tanner With- is like, mm, kind of sus, but I believe it. I believed it. I, I yeah. like, I know it's an unreliable narrator, and you can't trust anybody's story one hundred percent. But Chelsea's just felt real and authentic. To me, like you could yes. tell the the, the yeah. psychological thriller parts of it were dramatized. And I was like, okay, obviously this is like for the sake of the the genre the look bit. of her, her episode. But as far as like what happened in her story, I mm-hmm. believed it. Yeah. Where other people totally. it would be like something totally different was happening what yeah. they were saying. Yeah. Cause I mean, also throughout the night she's trying to keep Anique from doing anything stupid because she drugged him mm-hmm. or he drugged himself, to be fair. Um, and she, like, writes I'm sorry on his hand while he's passed out. When she goes back downstairs after being with Xavier, her and Zoe have a really nice moment. It's great. she apologizes. And they talk about how shitty Brett is in bed. It's and they're like, yeah. he's really bad at sex, right? And they're like, yeah, he's he fucking sucks. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is great. That was genuinely funny. Yeah. I did enjoy that. I did find that. That's yeah. probably, like, where the humor hit the most for me was them being like he sucks so much right and then they really they kind of like bond over the fact that like they should like share the shithead of a man and they're just like actually neither one of us is really all that upset that we've lost him though so kind of worked out right you know they're like they're not friends but I don't think at the same time I don't think Zoe is mad at her anymore or blames her because she knows her outcome. she knows it's Brett's fault Yeah. That's pretty much her episode. I mean, we're starting to get far enough into the season where events overlap episode Mm -hmm. to episode, so... There's, like, little details that are different. Right. We're rehashing the same broad strokes, and, yeah, like, little tiny changes are what's more important. Which, so, I mean, you know how I I mentioned earlier that she switched the drink for water, like, in Anique. Mm Mm-hmm. In Anique's episode... You see her do that, but you have no idea what it was. So I'm like, that was suspicious as fuck. And it just gets glossed over. Oh. In her episode, you see like exactly why she did it. Yeah. And it's like a point. Yeah. And so the little details like that that get switched from perspectives are really cool. Yeah. And the continuity is there. Yeah. Like yeah. if you do, if you go back and check stuff, it happens the way people say it happens. And it's, it's a really. <sighs> I know. Isn't it weird? It's. I feel so torn about didn't the show. I not like it that much, but also. I think it's just the writing is my only issue. Yeah. With it. I wish the dialogue was a little quippier and yes. just like my, more my taste of comedy, but like mm-hmm. otherwise. It's really in your face. They yeah. try to spell it out for you and hold your hand through it, mm-hmm. it would, just with the dialogue. Yeah. I think it's the weakest part of this otherwise very well-made show and yeah. clearly well thought out and planned out to very specific mm-hmm. degrees. So just didn't let the comedians do their thing quite yeah. as much as they should have. But I'm I'm invested enough in it. I mean, we can talk about this at the end, but like I do plan on watching season 2 because yeah. I, I hope that that will improve because yeah. I it had a, such a good structure mm-hmm. in the first season. So we'll see, we'll see. Next episode is five. The episode titles so far have just been character names. Mm-hmm. Whichever character is telling their story. Yeah, and there's a character we haven't talked about yet, which is which very appropriate. This <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> <Just> literally <laughs> the joke of this character is that, like, no one remembers him. He's in so many scenes in and conversations like all the fucking scenes. but he does nothing and like nobody actually remembers him being there and yeah that's just like the whole joke of this character yeah. is that he's very forgettable his name is Walt but his episode is not called Walt it's just called high school <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a like a very funny joke in itself. <laughs> yes, yes. So he's played by Jamie. I don't know how to pronounce his last Dimitriou, name. I Dimitriou? Dimitriou, yeah. yeah, He um he's in Fleabag. Mm. He's in Cruella. I, basically, every character that I've ever seen him play is awkward as hell. He just looks like an awkward person. Yeah. He just has that. Yeah. he just, he, he makes you kind of uncomfortable. He just emanates these like vibes yeah. of like, yes. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Be a little nervous around me, but like not in an intimidating way, but just like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a really good casting choice for this character because that's the role he plays. He like walks up on people having a conversation that you've heard in like another episode and they like ignore him and he just like walks oh. up. Like, constantly says his name. Well, well, my na- well, and <laughs> nobody he wants people to remember it. Nobody remembers him. Yeah, for oh. Walt. Oh. Um, so, Detective Danner is like, I've got to get to the bottom of this. Everyone has grudges against Xavier based on something that happened in the past. So, she decides to question everyone in front of everyone else about a St. Patrick's Day party that happened senior year, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Everybody's, like, made reference to this party, but nobody's Mm -hmm. said anything. Yeah, like, they all seem very tight-lipped about it. Uh They don't want to talk about it. Yeah, And Walt's, like, it was literally at my house. (laughs) He threw the party. I threw the party. I can tell you all about it. (laughs) And everyone's literally, like, who are you? (laughs) Did you even go to our school? That, honestly, that... That ongoing bit that I did find quite funny. I and, did like the bit. And they really committed to the bit. They really did. And, like, throughout this whole episode, so it's told technically from Walt's perspective. He's the one telling the story. Yeah. And so he's pr- in pretty much every scene. He's in all the scenes. But yeah. you don't feel like... It's, it's not from, about him. It's None of the scenes are he's about him. He's just in the background. He's just, like, watching people all night long. <laughs> and so you're watching everyone else's interactions, and Walt has pretty much zero conversations with people. yeah. And, he tries a little bit, but no one is having it. Yeah, every yeah. time he tries to talk to somebody, they, like, just walk away or yeah. ignore him or something. Which is unfortunate, because this party absolutely demolishes his house. Oh, yeah, His house it's, gets fucked. It's bad. And people keep thanking Brett for throwing the party, and he's like, you're welcome. <laughs> and Walt's like, it's me. <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> yeah. Poor dude. Uh, so he... Reflects on the fact that Xavier was a huge geek, BFFs. Well, like friends with Jasper. They yeah. had the band together. He thought Jasper and him were BFFs. Mm-hmm. Jasper was getting frustrated by his DM bandmate trying to be cooler but failing. Yeah, and he clearly was closer with Anik as, yes. as friends. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like in this episode they really kind of try to. Push you to feel a little bit sorry for Xavier, but it didn't work on me. Uh uh,
1: it didn't work on me one
0: bit. I wonder if it was the acting, because I didn't feel sorry for him at all. Yeah, maybe because he still seemed like a dick. Like he dyed his, or he bleached his hair. He pulls up in a sports car, and Jasper like had convinced him to change his name from Eugene to his middle name Xavier. So he's, like, trying really hard to be cooler, but it still just comes off dickish. Right. But, like, his idea of being cool is to just be an asshole. Yeah. Instead of just actually being, like, a cool, nice, fun-to-be-around person. Yeah. So (laughs) the two Jennifers, Jennifer 1 and Jennifer 2, we see them being really horrible to Chelsea, who has just broken up with a guy... I forget his name. Is it like John or something? Uh, it is literally unimportant. It's, yeah. He does almost nothing. It's one of the Jennifer in, Jennifer's ends up marrying him. Yeah. And he and Chelsea have just broken up, and Chelsea's upset about this. And this is, you know, a straight A student version of Chelsea that we're seeing now. She yeah. hasn't, we haven't seen what the cause is for her to have a, a very change, a big changing character. Yeah. And, like, they're being really mean to her because they care about this other dude. But Zoe sticks up for her. Her and Zoe are friends. Um, were you kind of shocked by how well they made these car- these actors look younger? They did a really great job. When I saw Ben Schwartz, yeah. I was like, holy fuck, he yeah. looks like a 17-year-old. Yeah, they did a really good job. Even the ones, like, Brett still looks like yeah, Brett, a 40-year-old didn't man. not do that. Very well, Brett, but I don't care because it's a pet peeve of mine when they show older teenage characters in a show and instead of just young, you know, like de aging the the main actors a little bit, they use different, like, younger actors. Oh, yes, I hate it, it's so distracting for me. I can't get past it, like, I skip episodes of TV shows
1: where that happens because
0: it annoys me so much. And I was so glad that they kept the same actors for this because. It would have. This whole episode would have been very much ruined for me, and I don't care that they look old. Like it doesn't matter to yeah, me. Yeah, but I I don't care either. But I was like the effort is there, impressed. and some of them it works really yeah, well. Some of them it does. Like Chelsea, I think also looks. She brilliant. does. Did you watch the show Pen Fifteen? No, never heard of it. Um, was the Pen Fifteen joke a thing when you were in like middle school and high school? No, because <laughs> when you write that out, it looks like penis. Oh, okay. So, it was one of those stupid middle school things and people would be like, write Pen15, and then... It, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, So, but it's a show that two women my age, like 31, 32, made about their middle school years, which were my exact middle school years. Uh-huh. And they play themselves as teenagers, and I have never seen two 30-year-old women look more like... Teenagers, it's wild. Okay, it's so believable, but (laughs) they're cast alongside actual teenagers as well, so they fit right in. That's weird, (laughs) really well. And it's it's such a funny show because I'm like, oh my god, what a time to be a teenager, and it's such a throwback. But it's like simultaneously really funny and very like feel like it'd be upsetting. Yeah, Yeah. you're like, oh god, this this is cringy. It's a little too real. The cringe. But, I really like this this party episode because I do too, because it it's a deviation. it's a, it's one of the deviation yeah. episodes mm-hmm. that you mentioned earlier. We get backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, in chemistry class, Anique and Zoe make plans to meet up at the party. Um, and Anik is like, oh my god, this is my shot at love. I'm gonna make her a mix CD. So so two thousand. Yes, yes. So two thousand. He like even designs the cover art for him. Mm-hmm. It. I did cringy. this. I did this <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like with that friends, was the gifts that you give yeah. is a mix CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With friends, with crushes. I mean, you're broke. Yeah. What? Else? Yeah. It's what else? Perfect. Yeah. And it's thoughtful. It feels really thoughtful. I've given you several mixed CDs. I enjoy them. I enjoy them. It's still so, like I love making a Spotify playlist for somebody. It, it it lingers on. Oh my God. Can you make me a Spotify playlist? Yes. I would love that. I would actually. do that. <laughs> uh, we, it, it's going to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Cool. So at the party, Anik is planning on making this big deal about giving her this, this CD. And he is spending his whole evening making the CD mm-hmm. to the point where he's, like, pretty late. late to the party. Yeah, which doesn't seem worth it. No. Like, the risk outweighs the reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even Jasper is, like, calling him. Being like, dude, where are you? She's like, literally asking for So Zoe you. just asked me, hey, where's Anique? I thought he was going to be here. Like, you got to yeah. get here. Yeah, This is important mm-hmm. for Anique. <laughs> so, also important to note, Xavier shows up to the party having bleached his hair uh-huh. and wearing some ridiculous clothing. Yeah. And he goes up to Jasper, and Jasper's like, look, bro, you got weird? I'm going to go solo. Our band is dead because Anique was right. And so he mentions Anique's name. Mm-hmm. Jasper now blames... I'm sorry. Xavier now blames Anique, which is bad news bears. Yeah. So Xavier, instead of taking that out on... Jasper appropriately mm-hmm. because he, like, Anik had nothing to do with the band. He wasn't right. in the band. is the one who just broke up the band. Yeah. But because he mentioned Anik, Xavier's pissed at him. Yeah. So when Anik shows up to the party, he pantses him and pushes him into the pool which somebody has dyed green. And Walt has spelled out his name <laughs> in pool. <laughs> I forgot, he does. <laughs> and he's like, I have, like Walt. Say, they had accident, the W had gotten like switched, and it accidentally said malt, Walt. and so he was out there like very carefully fixing the pool noodles so that they say Walt, and then Anik gets <laughs> pushed, in, and they all just go across. the The Walt bit really actually was funny to me. I gotta yes, going. the Walt bit was good. <laughs> yeah, and so he basically. Is thwarted and he runs away from Zoe and he goes into the bathroom and Walt brings him some clothes, which is very sweet of him to do, but Anik is an asshole. To me. Well, okay. <laughs> Anik is a black man. Oh my God, you're right. And Walt totally brings right. him a Bush and Cheney <laughs> campaign T-shirt to put on, which he puts on inside out. Yeah, which, is funny. It, which in Anika's defense, I would be like, I'm not. I would rather I not wear a shirt than put just this. Just Wear on. my wet green clothes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I did find that very funny that Walt just cluelessly was like, this, this is a T-shirt, and <laughs> I like. And I mean, Anika's like, why are you bringing this? to me like Walt's like this is my house yeah and he's like you had spare clothes here and Walt's like I just this is my house I just went and got them (laughs) it's a joke Uh, that keeps cropping up in the plot because Walt's the one telling the story yeah but you as the viewer keep forgetting that you're at Walt's house and that this is Walt's story (laughs) yeah they do that very well so he had dropped the mix CD well, no, he throws it away mm-hmm. um, because he's too late, and he sees Zoe and Brett having a nice time, mm-hmm. which is very uh, angsty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just <laughs> sees them talking to each other, and is like, "It's over. My chance is gone. <laughs> My heart and, is broke. And throws the whole yeah. CD away. <laughs> Poor. Um, which ends up being played. Uh, Or no, it ends up in Zoe's hands, and it says it's for Zoe on the mix CD, and she assumes that Brett made it. Yeah, and Brett goes right along with it. Yeah, he said, oh yeah, I totally made that for you. And this ends up being the reason that Brett and Zoe got together to begin with. Yeah, because it's a mix CD of all of her favorite songs, and he totally takes credit for it. And he nailed it, and... Yeah, which is disgusting. Why would you ever... I would see a name on a... Why would you ever take credit for that? Especially because you don't know what's on there. And what if something terrible is on there? Yeah. We have anxiety, though. I don't think Brett has anxiety. I don't think he gives a shit. Brett's just taking life as it comes to him. He's going with the flow. What a concept. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, they get together. They start, like, making out, and it's them, like... Pretty much becoming a couple. They find out they're, they're both going to be in Providence next year. Zoe's yeah. going to school there. And so, yeah, it just becomes very clearly the start of their long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the other big storyline that's going on at this party is that Chelsea and Xavier are getting drunk together. Mm. And they end up in a bedroom... Where Xavier tries to make a move on her, and she's like, "Brah, I'm drunk. I'm not gonna sleep with you right now." Right, and it was very much not leading him on. No, she was like, "I'm really drunk. I need to go lay down." Like, Will and would help me lay down. Yeah, yeah, like I'm just gonna go. Can you just like walk me to the bedroom? And very clearly was not like a line where she was trying no. to do anything else. Mm-mm. Because you have to remember, Xavier's cool. In the present day, but like this Xavier, like nobody really likes him. He's yeah. a huge geek that nobody yeah. takes seriously. So, the fact that he just assumes, "Oh, she's trying to sleep with me. I'm gonna go in here and make a move he's on her." He's a dick. He's an asshole. Even back in the day, like a, he was an asshole. Yeah, he's not redeemed here. No, it's mm-hmm. uh, especially here. Yeah, because okay, so Walt <laughs> <laughs> is in the adjacent bathroom to this bedroom in a robe because he thinks the way to get remembered is to streak through the, his own party yeah and so he's in there naked and starts to like come out to streak and realizes like oh shit people are coming into the room yeah and so hides in the bathroom so he overhears this whole interaction mm-hmm. that's very very private um xavier gets mad at chelsea storms out of the room and leaves her there. And then Walt also comes out at the same time. And there's, like, a dude with a video camera. And they all just assume Chelsea had a threesome with Walt and Xavier. And Xavier lies and says that it's true. This was really upsetting. so horrible. I, okay, personally, if anyone saw them go in there together, which they did... That interaction probably took like two minutes. Right. And then he's back out fully clothed. I'm like, this isn't even possible. Yeah. But whatever. And where did Walt come from? (laughs) 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 Nobody saw him go in there, but he came out. (laughs) If somebody saw both sides of it, yeah, it's not very believable. But I don't think anybody was really paying attention. And so everybody just takes Xavier's word for it. And Chelsea's entire reputation is just... Yeah. Absolutely ruined. She leaves the party Mm -hmm. in embarrassment. I feel so awful for her. It's the... uh, It sucks. It's pretty brutal. It's like a very real and upsetting storyline. Right. And she had, you know, it's the classic, like, she had such a bright future, but this Mm -hmm. had such an impact on her. Mm -hmm. And it literally altered the course of her life. And so this is what I meant by you get really good motivation for Chelsea wanting to murder Xavier. But yeah. at no point did I believe she did because right. she just seems like such an earnest. genuine person. Person. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that happens in this I do not feel is earned. So Anique is very jaded. He lost his shot with Zoe, which he didn't. And he blames Xavier, which it's not Xavier's fault. And so he takes out his rage on Xavier's car, his brand new sports car. Mm-hmm. He, like, beats it up with a baseball bat. And I'm like, it's this too, is it's, ridiculous. It's way too much. Wait, It is not on the same level of what he thinks he lost. And it's not what, the reaction. And what he thinks Xavier did. Like, yeah, yeah, he embarrassed this guy. But, like, pantsing someone and pushing them in a pool... Is not, okay, I'm going to commit, like, a felony... Destruction of property. Yeah. When the, he has a full ride to Stanford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he fucks himself here. And he yes. kind of likes to pretend this is somehow not his fault. And yeah. I empathize with him because they do the, teenagers are idiots. Yeah, like, yeah. They get real into those feels. Yeah. But... But holy shit. It's a lot. And it's I feel like he's a logical, smart kid... And knows better than this. Yes, 100%. And in front of a ton of witnesses. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like he is doing this where nobody can see. Like, the whole party is basically watching him yeah. do this. And then him and Xavier have, like... The worst fight. The worst fight ever. And it was choreographed for comedy. But I didn't it's not find very, it that funny. It's not very funny. Yeah, it's not very funny. And then the cops show up. And they try to do the whole, like, race thing, I guess. Because they arrest Anik. Mm-hmm. And Xavier presses charges, and Xavier is basically like, "But my dad is important," and they're like, "Ah, you can go, white kid." Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to downplay police brutality against right black people at, at any point. I but wish like, they hadn't done that. I do because the situation actually calls for Anik to be arrested. Yes, he, he should press charges. Should be pressed he's against him. Fully destructed. Like it's. It sucks because yeah, they try to play that story point. Oh, he's getting the bad end of the stick. Like Xavier should have been punished too, and maybe maybe, maybe for fighting, but they weren't even they really weren't fighting. fighting. And then we're supposed to sympathize with him that like because right. there's a there's a big moment. Where the officer is arresting Anik and he's like, well, are you going to press charges? And it like hovers on Xavier for a bit. And he's like, yeah. And then they arrest Anik. And it's clearly... missing. he's like, I'm going to lose my scholarship. Like, don't do it. Like, please, man. And he does it anyway. And so it's just like the cementing of Xavier being a dick. But also I'm like... (sighs) I just... I feel like... Okay. The racism in our justice system is so important of a topic that I wish they wouldn't have introduced it in this situation. It trivializes it. Yes. Yeah. Almost like they're trying to make a weird joke out of it or like right. if they're trying to add an element of seriousness where, I mean, they were just doing windmills to fight each other. Yeah. Right. Like it's very silly fight. And Anique's the only one who's actually committed a crime- here and then they yes. arrest him and they're they try to play that card of like oh they're arresting the black man and it's like well in this situation he was committing a crime so yeah it's a weird choice to like introduce that yes. element into the conversation and and also not really talk about it like it was clear that they were trying to do that but they never commented on the fact that he was black right and the cops didn't immediately like, get there and immediately assume. And a grab only him. Like, they grabbed right. both, both of, them of them. Yeah. And then split up the fight. And then when Xavier was like, he was beating my car with a baseball bat. It's yeah. clear. It's true. And then they'd start arresting Anique. So it's yeah. not even like they make any sort of assumptions. They, yeah. like, break up a fight that wasn't even really a fight. It, it was weird. It's weird, it's and I weird don't choice. like it. Yep. Me either. <laughs> okay. And so that's the end of Walt's story. Back in the present, Anique is like... But I know I look like I'm the murderer. However, I have this letter, and it's revealed that it was a sign. It's, like, immediately disproven. Like, he, as he's reading it, he goes, oh, this rhymes. Uh, and yeah. so I'm like, why did you spend five episodes on this? Yeah. And Hours then. of time. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. It's... <laughs> For it to be disproven immediately. But Zoe ends, because up until now, she has seemed very innocent in the whole story. Presumably no reason to dislike Xavier, but she confesses at the end of this episode that, like, I actually do have a reason to hate him and prompts her 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 own story. Which I find annoying, and I think Danner does, too. It's like a way to give her her entire own episode, but at the end of it, she's just as innocent as she was at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you really tried (laughs) <laughs> to make it seem like you had motive and you don't. And you don't. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's a little it's a little annoying. I guess she had to give a witness statement one way or the other. And I guess she just figured, like, I might as well give mine now. Because she is at the center of a lot of other people's stories. She is. So I guess it is important to have her perspective. Yes. but She it's makes just- it seem like she'll... Pivotal information. Yeah, like something big is going to happen and nothing big happens. Nothing big happens. However, her episode is awesome. It's animated. Yes. I loved it. The animation style is great. So good. But she tells it from all of her different personalities perspectives. So she's got her normal Zoe... Fun Zoe, which is, like, dyed hair, like, rocker, cool chick. Hi Zoe, which is, like, a hippie chick. And Rage Zoe, which is, like, a little mini rage machine girl. Yeah. And there's also Mama Bear Zoe. And Mama Bear Zoe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who is an actual bear. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, she, like, morphs into these people and like splits off from herself right so it goes back into herself and then splits off. right a lot of the episode is her talking to herself yeah which doesn't feel that weird when you're watching it in the animation right and then it you know it does that thing where it cuts back to her actually telling danner this story and she's actually like talking to her having a conversation which with is herself. weird as fuck it's very weird which is when I'm like, Zoe, are you okay? Yeah. Are you unhinged a little bit? And she's like, oh, it's for the metaphor. It's like, you know, I'm doing it for dramatic effect. I'm like, it is unnecessary. And, yeah. And even Danny is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'll just let you do your thing. But it makes for a really good episode. Yeah. To watch all of her personalities talk to each other. It's very cool to watch. Her whole plan was to come to the high school reunion, have a like fun night out. She's going through a divorce. She's a mom. Her life is pretty, like, basic, straightforward. She's a vice principal. Yeah. And she feels like she hasn't had fun in a while. Yeah. And so that's her just, like, main goal. She's happy to see Anik. She is, like, happy Mm -hmm. to interact with him. That is genuine. She sort of flirts with Xavier, but, like, also realizes he's not... Right. right. Like, fun Zoe is in her head like, yes, hook up with Xavier. But, like, all the other Zoes are like, ew, no. no why would we do that? Gross. <laughs> yeah. And eventually, fun Zoe's like, yeah, you gross. You're right. Yeah. No, that's no. a bad idea. <laughs> and she repeatedly gets pissed off at Brett for being a bad father. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, she, She sings in order to get people to stop pitying her, which is... Sad. Yeah. She said that, like... When she walks into a room now, like, everyone's got the pity eyes. Yeah, like, you know? they, they see this woman who just doesn't have any spice or fun in her life anymore. She got cheated on, family's broken apart. This feeling kind of sucks. Whenever something sad has happened to you and people give you that look at yes. that... I, you're familiar with it. I am very recently, yes, yeah. too. Yeah, people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. And you're like, why do you assume that I'm sad? You really didn't need to start off with that yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's just a, it makes you feel so much worse. Wow, I didn't need that, but thank you. Yeah, it's just so unhelpful. Yeah, yeah. So she. she's does- like really trying to have a good night. So she does like have fun with Annie because she mm-hmm. does almost kiss him. I mean, she gets stoned. Yeah, she takes like a whole gummy. Yeah. And Anik, in the literally in the animation, he takes like the teeniest, tiniest bite. <laughs> so she's quite high, and he's not very high at all. But he's also lightweight. They make jokes about that. <laughs> and then, like, she goes in the helicopter with Xavier, gets to the after party, and he has asked her to do the next album art cover. his next album Mm -hmm. um and so she's trying to talk to him about that he lures her into his bedroom and then is like just kidding i don't actually want you to do any art for me i just want you to bang me she's like what so mad and i don't blame her at all this man i hate him so much man xavier is the worst yeah so that conversation is the conversation that ends with Brett showing up he gets annoyed at Xavier they fight over her she leaves because she's disgusted with both of them and he throws his hat over the balcony Mm -hmm. so that all lines up with Brett's Brett's story story as well yeah and then she tries to have fun at the rest of the party and it basically ends and she's just like and I don't think anyone killed Xavier and Danner's like didn't you say you had motive to kill him and she's like yeah I don't really and I didn't do it and I don't think anyone did it and I'm like Zoe, <laughs> it was a weird, <laughs> attention-grabbing sort of thing she did, and I don't really know how I feel about it. It's strange, but yeah. it just interrupts the flow and kind it does. of in a weird way. Yeah, I'm glad we got an episode from her perspective, but I was like, "What did it add?" It was a, it was a weird way to transition in and out of her. Yeah. witness statement because I think her perspective is necessary and valid and does yeah. fill in a lot of gaps and I really loved the animation mm-hmm. episode. It was just a weird way to incorporate a story reason for needing her perspective at that time. She is in the second season. Her and Anik are in the second season and I don't think anyone else is. Oh, okay. I, I watched the trailer a little bit um, and obviously Danner is in it and so... I'm glad that she had like such a big part and we kind of got in her head a little bit if she's going to be recurring. That's true. That probably went into the planning of it a little bit, I'm sure. So the next episode is probably the most distinctly different. Yeah. Than all of them. I really liked it though. Yeah, it's great. It's Danner's episode and it's a police procedural type show yeah. where she is, it, I don't know how long ago it's meant to have happened. She has very different hair. Yeah. Uh, she is made to look quite a bit younger mm-hmm. and is in a different police role. Yeah, she's like a beat cop. She's not like a detective um, at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. The majority of, the episode is her solving a totally different murder. Yeah. Which is fun. It is fun. It's great. And the whole reason behind it is because this cop that's coming in from the big city to solve this current case, she actually knows. His name is Jermaine. He was the golden boy in the police academy with her. Mm -hmm. And throughout her solving this case, you find out that he's a giant asshole. So don't blame her for... Wanted to shove it in his face and have the case tied up with a nice little bow before he yeah. gets there. Do we even want to go over it? Or We don't need not- to go into super detail about it. It's a good like police procedural episode if you like shows like Monk or Dexter or something where mm-hmm. there's something a little bit contained about it. There is like a plot within... A full episode that is wrapped up at the end. Yeah, the gist is <laughs> uh, Jermaine ended up being a detective in the same police force as Danner, and she was helping him solve it, and she found a possible culprit, and he just took it and ran and was like, yep, she's guilty, and she's like a teenager. Mm-hmm. And... Danner ends up being like, No, it's actually not her. I think it's this other person. And clears um, that girl's name. She does clear her name. But Jermaine <laughs> is like, You're not a team player. You ruined my record. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. And so Danner literally moves elsewhere so that she's able to climb up the ladder because mm-hmm. she like ruined her reputation. Right. Which sucks. Which is all you really need to know. It's a it's a great episode, but it's most of Danner's story from that time is not directly relevant to mm-hmm. the after party plot line. Yeah. So in order to listen in on this. Anik leaves his phone and he calls Jasper. Okay. They're listening through Jasper's phone using his earbuds. Mm-hmm. And Anik's phone is just like sitting on the desk in the room with yeah. Danner, who's telling her own story. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're hearing all of this. And Which just, they do eventually find, like Danner and Colt, Oh, well, Colvin's been suspicious of them listening in (laughs) the whole time. He's been trying to catch them out of every single episode. Which, Um, now that... After watching it and knowing he's innocent is kind of funny because it makes <laughs> yeah. all of the things he's doing end up making him look very suspicious. Yeah. It's that trope of like, I knew they were doing something, but I couldn't prove it. And then yes. you end up looking way worse to begin than to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, Anique and Zoe listening on the earbuds together, which is killing Jasper that he can't listen in and doesn't have access to right. the conversation. Yeah, and they overhear that also a lot of the reason that Danner wants to solve it before Jermaine gets there is because he's afraid that he'll repeat history and just assume that Anique did it mm-hmm. and arrest him even though she doesn't think that he did. Right. So she is also trying to prove Anique's mm-hmm. innocence by finding who actually did it. Right, which is important information for Anique to know now. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And then our final episode is from... This was a surprise to me because I was really expecting an episode from Xavier, and I hadn't oh, looked yeah. ahead, so I yeah. was thinking Xavier was going to be the last one, but it is- I thought it was weird that Danner's like, well, there's one more person that we haven't interviewed yet, and I'm like, there's like five people that you haven't interviewed yet. Yeah, there's the two Jennifers. One of them is yeah. now missing, I guess, but the Jennifers haven't been interviewed. Their husband, the husband. hasn't been interviewed. And yeah. Um, yeah, there's more than one person who hasn't been interviewed, uh, yeah. but... It ends up being Maggie, which is Zoe and Brett's daughter, mm-hmm. which is cool. I did enjoy it. Yeah I, yeah, I I liked it, and it's very children's TV show. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's I liked it. this little child actress, um, Everly Carter. Sounds good. Carganhia, maybe? Um, She did great. She does so good. Yeah, I'm really iffy with kid actors, and I think she's great. And I also, at first, wasn't sure how I would feel about seeing an entire hour of television from a kid's perspective. Yes, which it's not. It's Yeah, it ends up... Thankfully. Yeah, Yeah. but even when it was, I didn't mind it. I I was enjoying it still, so... Um, So she basically corroborates everyone's stories, but mostly Brett, her dad's. Which is who she spent the most time with. She was with, yeah. Um, She did sneak into the after party. She drew on Anik's face. She ended up turning all of the soundboard knobs up in the recording studio. She eats some candy, and she hides from her dad. She's having a great night. She's having a night out. Yeah. (laughs) I remember, especially during the summers or something, my parents would... When I was like younger, like this, they would get invited to like a Fourth of July party or yeah, some sort of uh, like party where there might have been other kids there, but it's like a house barbecue party mm. and just basically where I'm just at a party for mostly adults and would be just like left to my own devices. Yeah, You're for just the kid in an adult party. Just yeah, just kidding it up and honestly, party. it's pretty fun. It was really fun. <laughs> Like that was a little bit nostalgic to like watch her just walk around and be like, oh food and like all these fun drinks and like yeah yeah she's she's having a great time she's yeah. messing in this in this super cool house playing hide and seek from her dad yeah yeah right so Brett ends up finding her as we've seen he puts her in the car seat and from the car she sees Jennifer too, who's very pregnant her water breaks yeah um, she leaves a big old puddle on the floor and runs off to go to the hospital to have her baby. So that's why Jennifer 2 is missing. Yeah. Is her husband not there? No, he's in Japan or something. Okay. I missed that detail and so I was confused as to why she just went to the hospital alone, fully in labor. Uh, She's a badass that, bitch, I guess. I guess. I mean. <laughs> but that makes sense. But your friend who's also pregnant and her husband or I know, like, you could have just, like, had them take. So then she just passes out, Maggie does. She yeah. just falls asleep for quite a while mm-hmm. Yeah, in the back of the car. And it... Transfers back to present day. Danner gathers everyone in the living room. Um, and she does. I, okay. I found her monologue kind of obnoxious. hmm Because she tries to act like Anique did it. But then she's like, actually, I don't think Anik did it. And then she tries to act like Brett did it. She says to see if Anik will clear his name, which he does. Because Anique is like, actually, when I woke up, I saw Brett in the driveway and he couldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she's just going around accusing people that she knows didn't do it. Which is a strange move for this. For the big Detective Explains Everything reveal at the end of the mystery story. She goes about it in a strange way. She does. And she's, like, gathering food while she does this. And I'm like, this is—this food is—I mean, they make a joke about it that it's been out for, like, a really long time. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like, I just don't know if I like your (laughs) character— (laughs) <laughs> and also, I just want to know what happened. I, at this point in mystery stories, I always appreciate when they just lay it out. Yes. And front to start. Oh, here are all the details that come together. Yes. And weave. Yeah. And it's like she does that over and over again, but with people she knows didn't do it. And yeah. you just, each time I'm just like, okay, but just please okay, tell no, us what just, actually happened. Yes. We've seen all of that. We know. <laughs> we know Anique didn't do it. We're pretty sure Brett didn't do it. Anique absolves Brett of guilt, and um, he also admits to listening in on everybody's interviews. They're all like, what the fuck? He's <laughs> like, look, I'm sorry, but I pieced together this other information with my big brain. Everyone that was in Xavier's room said that the closet door was closed when they were in there, mm-hmm. except when I went up there and he was the last one in there, it was open. So, somebody was hiding in the closet and came and out. Something. So, somebody who never admitted that they were in his room, basically. Right. So, Danner reveals, it was Jasper! Jasper! Which, Kendall called at the end of episode two. <laughs> <laughs> and I think at the end of episode maybe six or seven, he turned to me and he said, I don't think it was Jasper anymore. Really? <laughs> <laughs> And then when it was revealed at the end, I was like, you knew. You shouldn't have said it. Trust your gut. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so his whole motive was that he was very jealous of Xavier's success. And he felt like he deserved that success. That he was the one who gave Xavier his start. Because he told Xavier to change his name. Mm -hmm. And he kept, you know, trying to take scape diem. You know, song lyrics. Yeah. And, yeah. It, it was a whole thing. And so yeah. when Xavier made it big and never really gave Jasper any sort of acknowledgement yeah. or, which he doesn't deserve no, right? any. No, he doesn't. He kicked him out of the band. Right. He does, yeah. I don't know why he feels yeah. entitled to Xavier's success, but he does. Yeah. And that's his whole reason and yeah. his whole motivation. It goes back to it and. Xavier's like, bro, I don't owe you fucking anything. Oh, right. You he kicked does me out Yeah, that when it yeah. goes back to it. And I don't know if it was Jasper's whole motive, but he definitely confronts him. And then when Xavier's like, fuck you, he He fully decides to murder oh, him. Oh, yeah. While they're still at the reunion. Yeah. And then very quickly rebounds into how do I not get caught? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Whenever he had alone time with Xavier, this would have been after just after Brett and Xavier argued, and Zoe has left, Brett leaves. Jasper comes out of the closet, confronts Xavier, and shoves him off the edge of yeah. the balconies. Yeah, steals his phone, um, texts himself from Xavier's phone mm-hmm. to make it seem like he was right still alive at that time. Um, drops down from the balcony, as opposed to walking back down the stairs. Mm -hmm. Which Um, is why no one saw him go up the go up or leave from Xavier's room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they had the time of death wrong. And then he tells everyone basically that he's going to wait for Xavier in the recording studio. So he was the only person who was really truly alone for a good long while Mm -hmm. at some point in the night. And he also was the one that deleted the security footage from Xavier's phone. Um, He used it to try to steal his song ideas. Blah, blah, blah. So, basically, he's like, y'all don't even have proof. And they just, like, call Xavier's phone, and it rings from his pocket. And Danner's like, yep, you're guilty. (laughs) Yeah. And then arrest him. And they arrest him. He confesses at that point, and everybody's story is corroborated. And he doesn't seem all that upset. He's just yelling as he gets dragged to the police car. Yeah. He's, like, yelling at the paparazzi. He's like, listen to my music. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scott, idea. <laughs> yeah. Very Ben Schwartz. Yeah, yeah. The whole time. hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even as a murderer, is very... <laughs> yes. Whoa. That was a lot. Right? And we have reached the silly hour. <laughs> And then as he's getting put in the police car, Jermaine shows up with the captain mm-hmm. and is like, red, I'm here. And she's like, I solved it, full confession, fuck you. Yeah, I did enjoy that moment for Danner. That was for good. her, yeah. Chelsea finally gets an apology from Jennifer One because they really fueled all the rumors about her after yeah. all of that happened. Like, they didn't really have anything to do with the initial confirmation between Xavier and the party goers, but they very much kind of leaned into that version of Chelsea that they wanted people to believe mm-hmm. because she always kind of outshone them. Yeah, they were, jealous, they were jealous for sure. And Chelsea, Chelsea's like, look, I forgive you. I forgave you a long time ago. And Jennifer's like, friends? She's like, Pfft, no, no, that's not the same <laughs> thing. That's not what I said. Fuck <laughs> no, yeah. And Anik and Zoe have their little moment they drive out to like an overlook and finally have their kiss that they should have had way earlier in the night except Walt is in the back seat which i thought was a weird choice <laughs> it was a weird choice it was the only Walt was here all along bit that didn't like, hit for me weird why would he get in the back seat yeah it doesn't make sense to it was there yeah I, it worked so well in Walt's episode and yeah. i didn't need it I, that one last Joke scooted in there at the end. And then Brett goes home with Maggie. And that's everyone's story wrapped up in a nice little bow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. We've talked a lot about our overall feelings. Yeah. I like it more the more we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't notice all of that extra stuff that they did in production. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if you think about the... the filming of it and the different genres it is really cool and well done you can tell a lot of care and intent and Mm -hmm. heart like they they had the desire to tell a really fun different innovative mystery story and I do think the mystery is well done Mm -hmm. and certainly like that whole puzzle is put together and presented Mm -hmm. very well the web comes together There's a payoff, but it's like they went for campy and they didn't pull it off. Yeah. The script was bad. Yeah, I agree. That's the perfect way to describe it because it's not campy, but it feels like it's trying to be campy and it just doesn't. They didn't get the campy humor. Mm -hmm. They should have just gone for the comedian's humor. Yeah. 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 Like it, like the party scenes. Parts of it feel like they're trying to be super bad or something, and mm-hmm. it they don't quite nail that flavor of, mm-hmm. of comedy. So it just feels like they kind of miss. I give three and a half. That's mine too. Yeah, I decided earlier today because I think certain episodes are fours. Hmm. Would agree. And I think certain episodes are like twos. Yes. So I in I land middle. somewhere in the middle, but leaning towards towards a higher, like a three and a half. Yeah. I definitely think it's worth your time. It's worth checking out. And the humor might work for you mm-hmm. if you're interested in, in that sort of, you know, kind of a show. It's very non-committal. There's only eight episodes. Yeah. So and honestly, I think if you start watching an episode and you don't really like it, you could just skip it. skip it. Because it's gonna get rehashed later on. Yeah, right. And there might be like one or two little details that you miss, but I don't I don't think it will ruin your enjoyment of the show all that much. Yeah, You just won't have as deep an understanding of that character. I think True. it's the only thing you'll be missing out on. Definitely check it out. I'm gonna be watching season two because I'm yeah. curious. Mm-hmm. And I For want sure. it to be better than season yeah, one. Yeah, hopefully they... Take notes. Improve. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been another episode of Senior Detectives. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time. We're going to be discussing a classic mystery story, and then there were none. Hannah's favorite Agatha Christie it's novel. It's my favorite Agatha Christie. I'm so excited. I'm excited because you are so excited. It's, <laughs> I just, it for me is like a, the quintessential mystery story yeah i think it oh, yeah paved the way for inspired from, so much yeah and it's one of those stories that's gonna seem cliche but it's because it was the original because it was the original and yeah. everything else that does it is cliche so yeah. i love it very much i'm excited to talk about it so we'll see you next time. bye, bye.